0: Hello, this is Reverend Colette duval Pondela. Welcome to our Wolf Wisdom Gathering in Nature's Classroom on Nature's Path. Today I have invited Alaska to help me with my talk today, not just because she's the most beautiful creature on the planet, but because it's her birthday. She's 13 years old today, and um, she teaches me every 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 single moment about what it's like to show up and believe. I invited her here to help me talk about I believe in you. So here we go. Good morning, everybody. Everybody knows Alaska. Allie, it's her birthday. She's 13 years old. Today, 13 years old today. I know, little girl. How does that feel? How does that feel? She's the most beautiful creature. It's an amazing thing, 13 years, to think about that, especially in their years. (laughs) My talk today is called, I Believe in You. And, um, of course, (laughs) who could not believe in her? in the way she shows us who she is every single day. Every single time you meet her, and every time she greets you, and looks you right in the eye, and stays with you, and rubs against you, and takes your scent graciously, as though it's a gift. And um, when I talk about wolf wisdom, and I talk about that, that, that amazing thing that we get from these creatures, you know? and what we learn from them. And no wonder the Native Americans called them our teachers in mind, body, and spirit. Now, they're not all like her, you know. We all have different personalities. But this one especially is epitomizes that. She epitomizes that. And for her, um, for her pack, uh, actually, Paul was called the glue to everything that goes on around here. Do you know what I mean? Everything that comes our way, everything that is manifesting, he's kind of like the glue that makes it all work, between his company, between Shadowland, between the wolves, and the training, and nature's path, and the property. Um, and she's the glue that holds the whole pack. And it, it, it's, it's not that she's more valuable than the others, except that they do in the wolf pack treat her that way that every single one of her pack members is valuable to her in order for her survival, in order for her to fulfill her purpose. And that's what, we th- that's what I think that we're supposed to be for each other. And so you can believe in that. You can believe in her. You can believe in whoever that is to you. You can believe in whatever role that you're playing in your small community, in your little pack. Because it's vital and precious and a gift. And I marvel every single time we have Sunday visits, and we have 20-plus people come in her room, and she meets all of them the same way, as though they're all the same person, so as though they all have the same energy and entity. And I'm not always conscious of it, but I'm conscious of it at the moment that she shifts the room by her presence by the way she meets people she shifts the energy in the room for everybody let's think about that that's what a leader is supposed to do <laughs> that's what's supposed to happen that's why you're gravitated to go there but look at her she's still making the rounds in the room how many of you could stand in a room and walk around and get hugs and touched by 20 plus people Week after week after week after week, <laughs> everybody in the room's like going, "No, no," <laughs> and um, I, I'm not going to say that she takes it on because she doesn't. Ta- she takes it in. She doesn't take it on. She takes it in. Otherwise, if she didn't like doing it, she wouldn't. She wouldn't participate on that level. She wouldn't be the meter greeter. She wouldn't be the vetter of all the people and take that back to her pack and let them know there's people here today and they're great. Wait till you meet them. You know? She set such an incredible example. Ken Perot says this There's no greater power and support you can give someone than to look them in the eye. And with sincerity and conviction, say, I believe in you. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So please help me, join me in our opening meditative song. Just uncross yourselves. Let the chair that you're sitting in hold you. Mother Earth has that chair. You can't fall. There's no reason to hold on to anything. Plus, Alaska's taking it all in already. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, are you with us? that there is a creative intelligence a force, a life force, whatever it is that you want to call it. Many people, many nations call it many things. I just know that it is the creator of all things seen and unseen and that we are made of this magnificence that we see in the universe. And that each and every one of us is a part of and one with every single part of creation and its beauty and its loving nature and its harmony and its balance. And I claim for each one of you that you have a divine purpose that is being um, fed by your heart's desires and that you are leading away in your own life with your own uniqueness, with your own unique self, the thing that you were born to come here to do and to accomplish. Not as a job, not something that's supposed to be something difficult. You just need to remember who you are and stand in that light and shine with that unapologetically. Speak your truth. Live your truth. That's what we're here to do manifest this divine destiny, this divine purpose in only the way that you can, no one else but you can fulfill this purpose. And I know it is good. And so I say thank you. I say thank you for all the good that has come before me, the good that is standing here now in front of me and around me and all the good that is coming to me throughout infinity. That long. When I release these words knowing that there is truth. I believe in it. I believe in you. I release them to the hands of this grace. This beautiful grace that we're all held in and made of. And I say, and so it is, amen, aho, which is the Native American, namaste. Whatever it is, word or or purpose or thought, that can embody this truth for you, this universal truth. Brooke Hampton says this, Speak to your children as if they are the wisest, kindest, most beautiful and magical humans on earth. (laughs) For what they believe is what they will become. You may not believe that to be true, but it is true. We have proven it. It is a law of science, the cause and effect. It is done to you as you believe. If you believe that the world is a terrible place filled with terrible people and terrible outcomes, that's what you will experience most of the time. And not just because it's happening to you. And I'm not saying that those experiences don't happen. But if you believe that that is all there is, that's all you will feel there is to. And then you're participating on this level of vibration where you manifest the world and the world around you. And you participate in putting those beliefs out into the world, rather than going to the highest good, the highest level. Speak to your children as if they are the wisest, kindest, most beautiful, magical human beings on earth. Can you imagine if we all believed that? Because I know for me personally that that is my lifetime Mission to overcome, because I was told I was the opposite of all of that. Why? Because that's what they were told. And the parents before them, and the parents before them, and the cultures before them. And we've come to build societies that believe that we're living on this level. When we were born to be here on this level, to rise into our power, into that light, that magnificence. And here's the thing. I know it's universally true because my legs have goosebumps right now in saying it. You get a visceral response to universal truths, yes? It's how you kind of know when you're in the right place, when you're hearing the right thing, when you are in the right moment to receive the truth about it all. Some people call them God bumps, you know. (laughs) Seriously, my calves are tingly. The middle of my back has just released some anger that's been there for a while, you know. That's what the truth does for us. And yet because we have not been raised to believe that they're the, we're the kindest, wisest, most beautiful and magical creatures on the planet, right? We suffer. We suffer heartaches, we suffer from each other, we suffer from cruelty, we suffer from scars and wounds that never get healed. And so I'm gonna talk about that today. How much can you believe, you know we are one of the, f- the first talk that I did in my spiritual center, that's how I started the talk, how much can you believe? This much? You are as tall as you are wide, which means it's with your whole self. Can you believe that much? And then light up as a result of that. These are hard times. I am, I am going to acknowledge that. <laughs> These are hard times. But your self-talk about, I can't do this anymore. How long is it gonna take? Do you know what I mean? All of those statements that just keep you feeling as though it's really, really hard. And how much more can I do, right? And I don't know, I'm looking at the faces that I see here and I'm getting acknowledgement that that's where our minds are. And I'm just reflecting that this is where my mind is so i talk about this every week that most of these talks are for me (laughs) i just share them with you (laughs) and my struggle and what i'm trying to go through during the week is really what i stand up here because i do believe this i do believe this and sometimes when all you want to do is cry yourself to sleep and cry when you wake up during the day and cry when you go to bed at night And you can't because you're holding it all together for the next day and the next event and the next thing that needs to be, you know, handled and the next thing that needs to be researched and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You can hear it in just the energy of this is what we're, you know, that stressing that we're living in, trying to accomplish and just kind of like traverse one day at a time through one trial at a time. (laughs) And it makes it hard if you don't remember who you really are. And even when you do remember who you are, it still doesn't take away all the hurt that you're feeling. It doesn't take the sadness that you're feeling away. It doesn't take the struggle away. It just makes it easier on yourself, on your spirit until that time is lifted, you know? And to be able to have the joy through the day that you can have. Now, I can't, I look at people, and they come here, and they meet these wolves, and they look at me, and they'll go, you have the most blessed life, you know? And I have to remember in that moment, because I know what has to happen after they leave, and, you know, it's like the to-do list, and I take it in, and I go, yes, look at my life. And it's not like I don't deserve my feelings, deserve the 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 pressure, you know what I mean, the feelings that I have because of the pressure or whatever is going on, right? But then I look at Alaska, you know, and I sit on a couch and I'm surrounded by fur literally now because of the <laughs> because of the spring. It's everywhere. <laughs> but um I'm just think I was uh, I was just petting freedom last night and just clumps were coming out in my hands. <laughs> I ended up starting to brush him just so I could pet him and put it someplace. But you know, the this beautiful visceral connection to the earth that I get to live in, do you know what I mean? And share with you guys and then share what it does for me to be with them is really a blessing. It is true, my life is blessed. Wayne Dyer says this, if you believe it will work out, you'll see opportunities. If you believe it won't, you'll only see obstacles. That would sum up the way my week felt. You know, that would sum up the way my week felt. Because I wasn't, you know, thinking that things are gonna work out. I spent a week with, you know, okay, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. that. See, Joy Bell says this, don't judge the gentle. Their gentleness is stronger than your fears and angers. Don't judge those who have lost their gentleness. You haven't lived their lives. In all people, hope for the gentleness to return and see gentleness for the beauty that it is. I don't want to be angry at people anymore. <laughs> Even if, they, if I think they deserve it. it makes me feel bad. I catch myself in these conversations that I'm still mad at because it's not resolved. And you know, it was two months ago. I'm still having a fight with somebody. It's over. They've moved on. And then catch myself going, oh, why am I fighting with them? It's no longer, res- you know what I mean? It's no longer my business. It's not on them that I'm still angry. It's where I'm placing my beliefs. There's something wrong. Do you know what I mean? Out of balance and out of sorts with me. That's what needs to be worked on. She also says this, herein lies the beauty of the flaw, that a shortcoming is a spiritual sign that says, look, there is a perfect opportunity right here to grow and become better. But instead of seeing those signs, people instead look and see something that is no longer worthy whether it be about themselves or about others. And so we have it that there are a great number of individuals who are missing out on great chances to improve themselves and to also believe in others. I can't stay mad at people and believe in people at the same time. I can't. I can't. I can only be righteous about my anger. And be right about it. And feel like dog (laughs) doo-doo. You know? I get enough of that. Believe me in my life. There's ten of them. I don't even have help. (laughs) But God, it's just rank, isn't it? It stinks. It stinks. But it's my choice if I want to stay in that. Jason Versey says this, "When you believe in someone, you profoundly increase their ability to have faith in themselves and achieve." Why would we want to do the opposite? Now the truth is is' because you get discouraged, because people disappoint, and you believe in them, and then they disappoint, and then you believe in them again, and then they disappoint. So what are we supposed to do? Hate all of humanity <laughs> and be righteous about it? Or do we continue to believe? It's work. It's work. I'm not going to say that it's all bliss, you know? I really have a problem with those you know, spiritual teachers, and they go, oh, just let it go. It's all love and light. Place your mind there. <laughs> but it feels really heavy right now. (laughs) That's no help to me. Nobody should not have the feelings that you're having. It's what you're going to hang on to, what you're going to do with them, and how long you want to be in it. I had a talk several weeks ago. You've got the controls. i tell you something. If you're that angry, you need to cry. I talked about grief last time. You get stuck in the anger, and then that's all the circle of the stages of grief that you go through. You don't get any further than that. So if you find yourself just so angry that you cannot breathe anymore, that you cannot move, that you cannot speak, that you have shut down, then you need to shut the door and cry until you can't anymore. You want to release the anger? Get to the sadness. Because the acceptance and the beauty happens after that. Now, I'm not saying it's fair or right or anything. I just know that it's a fact. They have proven it. It's scientifically, psychologically the way it works. So if you don't want to be angry anymore, guess what you got to do? you got to go through that process, as painful as it is. Because believe me, hating somebody is not as painful as feeling hated, which is what you have to get through in order to get to the other side. Because that's where the anger comes from, is somebody didn't see you. They didn't believe in you. They didn't treat you like you deserved. They didn't speak to you like you're precious. Whole and complete. That's where it comes from. They can't fix it for you, though. You can only fix your own. Nobody's going to come in and say, you know what, I'm the lousiest person on the planet and I was lousy to you and please forgive me because I didn't mean to do it. You'll get that sometimes. We've got 12-step programs that that's part of one of the 12 steps. But don't hold your breath. (laughs) There are people who would go to their grave and not do that for you. Don't wait for it. Even then, I'm not saying it doesn't go a long way in healing. That's why it's part of that step process, because it goes a long way of healing both people. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a part of a program if it wasn't effective, but a lot of people can't do it. They just can't do it. And so what's on you is what you need to do for your own heart. When you believe in someone, you profoundly increase their ability to have faith in themselves and achieve. When you love someone, you imprint on their heart something so powerful that it changes the trajectory of their lives. When they say it's magical, you know what I mean? That's how magical we are. We can change the directory of somebody's life either by hating them and abusing them or loving them and caring about them. We get that choice every single minute of how we're going to deal and talk to somebody, how we're going to look at them, how we're going to behave with each other. And I'm not just talking about one-on-ones, I'm talking about everybody. Why don't we do an exercise of everybody who cuts you off (laughs) on the road or drives stupid that you send a blessing to? (laughs) Tricky, huh? I'm in the car going, Are you kidding me? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Seriously. I think that's the hardest part to do. And yet, where do you need to be the safest? In your car. Where do you need to be the most loving? In your car, on the road. When you do both, you set into motion a gift to the world, because those who are believed in and loved (coughs) understand the beauty of a legacy and the absolute duty of paying it forward. Now, I know every single one of you in this world, I mean, in this room. And I, do, I know everybody in the world, too. Right. <laughs> and I know that's your intention, because I know your hearts. And so I want to ask you right now to give yourselves a break for whatever it is that you're punishing yourself for, <laughs> because I know your hearts, and I believe in you. And I know what you give me, and I know how you treat my animals. I know how when you come here, and the gifts that you give, and the parts of you that you share. And that that is who you are most of the time. Right? And I can imagine, like me, that there's a lot of people out there that don't treat you like you treat them. Because right now they can't. That's how damaged and hurt and in pain they are. And it shifts, it shifts how you take it on when you understand that. You know, when you pray for gentleness to reach them instead of pray that they, you know, don't make it to work. (laughs) And By that I mean that you get, you know, they're going to get in an accident, right? That may be true, but do you really wish that on them? No, you don't. You don't. This is what happened to my life when I met this man back here, and I met these animals. I found this uh, quote, and it's, uh, it's by Rita Clint. Sometimes people appear in your life unexpectedly like a gift from the universe. You didn't even know you needed them or that you had called out silently to them. They appear when you needed them most, to lift you, educate you, wake you up, or shine a light on your path. They sprout the seed that was in you and patiently watch that seed emerge from the soil. Sometimes it wears them out to water and fertilize you every single day as you grow. (laughs) This is a delicate time You as the plant and they as the nurturer. You as the plant need them for your growth. And they as your nurturer have to have the energy to believe in your growth. Then one day you blossom and awaken to the beauty around you and rejoice. (laughs) For those of you who... (laughs) can't hear this. The wolf pack just started howling. Perfect timing every single time. The only thing you ask from them anymore is to celebrate the flower they have brought to life and to accept the riches you now will give to them. I mean it when I said my life is blessed. And sometimes I just need to, a reminder. <laughs> wow. It's hard for me to even read this quote, in, and most of you in the room besides Paul did not know me when we met, and what was going on with my life when we met, but that is a perfect description for what he, coming into my life with these animals, and the trajectory and the blossoming that happened in my world when it happened. And what's really significant is I engaged him to plant a garden for me. So those seeds and those blossoms and the whole description is, though I wrote this quote. (laughs) So thank you. Surround yourself with the dreamers and the doers, the believers and thinkers. But most of all, surround yourself with those who see greatness within you, even when you don't see it yourself. Who are you hanging out with? <laughs> and what are they telling you? Do you come together to hold each other, and hug each other, and support each other? Or do you come together to vent? No, you come together to reel about it. Your mind will always believe everything you tell it. Faith, feed it faith, feed it truth, feed it with love. Wayne Dyer again says the only limits you have are the limits you believe. Skip Richard says, leaders start with the positive, always believing the best first, right? How do you hire someone when your expectation is this? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Is down here. You know? Now, they may end up down there, but you can't start there. You start with people believing that they're going to chime in and be and contribute their gifts. And you appreciate it when they do it. And if they don't, then you have to assess it and look at what you need to do about that. But always, can you imagine if you started with thinking the best first about somebody? Always believe something wonderful is about to happen. That's an unknown quote. Now Albert Einstein says few are those who see their own eyes and f- who see with their own eyes and feel with their own hearts. It's a gift if you have that ability. If you are not on automatic pilot, just a walking, talking, doing person that you have been raised to do in a cultural way. Does that make sense? You have a mind, use it. And you have a heart, use it too. Figure things out for yourself. Always check it out. Not because you're checking them out. Check it out for you. Right? <laughs> We've got masses of people who believe a certain thing and then believe somebody who is in power that says this to them. And they, they, it doesn't feel right, but oh, OK. <laughs> Check it out for you. Is it okay with you? Does it feel good? Is that something you want to believe? Is that something you want to sign on to? Is that where you want to resonate? If not, use your voice, your power, and your mind. Rumi says, let yourself be drawn by the stronger pull of that which you truly love. Yes. <sighs> How is the greatest exhale? (laughs) You see the body just release all of that, yes. Wayne Dyer also says this, you cannot always control what goes on outside, but you can always control what goes on inside. I was reminded about the painted faces the Native Americans did. I, I've said this before, but you know the the paint that you know that um, uh, most movies just make fun of and just you know put these lines on actors and throw them out there and say this is Native American. Um, each person had their own paint, and it was always no matter what it was, if it was uh, if you were putting on war paint, basically it was the paint that you would put on to depict what's scary about you that would scare your enemy, you know what I mean? So basically, it was your power. You painted your power on your face. You painted a warrior face, the warrior in you. And depending on what colors you used, it depicted your your participation, each color, yellow, red, black, white. Blue, all of them have a meaning. And so everyone around you that has war paid on, too, and you're going into a, a, a situation where you're going into battle, everybody knew what you were expressing because everybody knew what those colors meant. And it was actually you lost face if you put on any color that you did not have, that you were trying to be something else you were not. If that was not a unique talent in you and you put on that color, it was a disgrace. And no longer could they believe in you. That's how important it was that you bring your own self to the table, that you bring your own self to each situation. When they were painting their faces for ceremony, that was to reveal the beauty of the inner spirit. So the same face that you put on to go to war was not the best face that you put on to go into ceremony. And the same was true, too, if you're coming in to show your inner light and you're painting on your face things that the tribe did not believe that you had in you, then they could not trust you. So if you didn't show up with your own self-expression, if you did not show up as you are. Now, they usually knew who you were. (laughs) In this culture, you have to do it because nobody believes anybody has anything. Unique. Right? But there, they knew your gifts, and they wanted you to share those. Just so you don't confuse the fact that I know that there's a lot of things, and my self-expression didn't happen to my 50s, mostly. Because my unique self had been squashed all the years prior, and I was too afraid to say, this is who I am. And the Native American cultures and the indigenous peoples around the world, they show up as who they are. Or they're shamed for that. It's the opposite with us. Their talents were considered communal property. Just like with the wolf pack, Ojin, who is our sentinel. She shows up as a sentinel. You're not going to break her of that. She is who she is, and they need her to be that. And it is communal property if you think about it. She's the protector of the pack along with her brother, Cochise. It may be irritating to people who come to want to embrace them, right? (laughs) Because they're not like Alaska. They're not supposed to be like Alaska. Their pack depends on them to do their jobs. Cochise is Secret Service and she protects the perimeter. And without them, they don't feel safe. So it's their communal property, their talents. Chinoa and Kameh are the babysitters. If children come, they take care of them. That's their job. That's where they're needed. Oh, everybody comes. Alaska takes care of all of them. Dakota clears everybody. And then relinquishes you all to the rest of the pack. So he doesn't have to do anything anymore. <laughs> Because leadership is a very exhausting role, right? This is your experience of them when you go and see them in the pack, right? This is your experience of them. We've started bringing um, Kachina, who is our omega, who most people don't get to see because she hides underneath the tree or behind the fountain when people come over. (laughs) So we just don't put her through that. But we've been bringing her to the uh, Saturday meet and greets, and she's like on the the table with the other two getting pictures. And the room is in giggles because she's so funny. She's just hysterical, the look on her face. (laughs) And Jeanette's (laughs) attesting. But she is comic relief. That's what the omega is for, stress relief. No, her nerves, her nervousness about being around people, especially men, and I have to make a joke and I go, oh, you're a guy. It's okay, Kachina, a guy's going to come and sit over here, and she's like, whoa, I'm going over here. <laughs> so even her job gets accomplished, you know, in the public by her just being who she is. And we giggle, and she relaxes. We can't ask her to do anything more than that. So anyway, I believe in you. Um, poor Greg had an encounter with a, a basketball <laughs> and uh, uh, dislocated his pinky so he can't play for us. Um, so I chose a song. And um, I, I actually wrote my own words to Amazing Grace because I love that song. But I don't like, you know, saving a wretch like me. It's counter to my, <laughs> my beingness. So I changed the dialogue, and um, I hope you enjoy it. Do I have my music man? (laughs) Can you get it for me, please? The music man has left the building. this, I find the best way to love someone is not to change them, but instead help them reveal the greatest version of themselves. That's my job. That's my job. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Oh, I believe in you.